Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 32. We are in for an amazing treat today. Uh, In today's lesson scripture, Jesus prays for us, actually prays for us. It's one of the coolest things in scripture that Jesus sends a love letter through the ages to get to us today. So it's just mind-boggling. Here it is. This is John 17. These are the last words that Jesus spoke before he went into the the suffering phase of his uh, of his life. It's the like it's like the last thing he wants us to know. It's like if you had one more, not even a day, one more hour to live, what would you say to your to your people? Well, this is what he says. John 17 verse 20. He's already prayed for himself, he's prayed for his disciples, and now he's going to look forward 2,000 years to us today and maybe to our great-great-grandchildren spiritually as well. He says, I do not ask for these only, that is, my disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That'd be us. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Let me just pause there. So after praying for himself and the disciples, he looks forward down the timeline into the future to believers uh, down the road. That would be us, family members. And it's so cool that Jesus chooses to pray for me to, and you uh, during this this moment, these, these spiritual grandchildren that he's going to have. And what is it that he prays for? He prays, verse 21, that they would all be one. And then he uses this intimacy of the, of the Trinity, I in you and you in me, Father. He uses that as as the goal of the prayer of the prayer that they may all be one just as you father are in me and I in you that they the believers down the road also may be in us and then why why does he want to have this unity amongst the body and unity of us having intimacy with the father and son and spirit <clears throat> so that the world may believe that you have sent me so that is for a witness we're supposed to be winsome. Our relationship with the Lord is supposed to be winsome. Our relationship amongst each other is supposed to be winsome. All right, verse 22. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Again, this this intimacy of the Trinity. So what is glory? Glory is making, in my opinion, making the character and the characteristics of God known. And he's saying, I did it for you guys. I have given it to you. You have been recipients of the glory. Uh, And now we're supposed to be sharing that to the end that others would believe. All right. The glory that you have given me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. This really touched me this morning. It's kind of the John 3.16 passage 
what Jesus wants us to know about the Father so that the world may know, the world or non-believers may know, that you sent me and loved them, that this that the, a rescue mission was sent, and the rescue mission was one of love. The Father sent the Son, uh, and the Father loved them. So the Father loves the Son, and the Father loves non-believers, that the world, those are those who don't know you yet. So if you're listening today, this is for you. God sent a rescue mission of love to you, and this is the last thing he wants you to know. Uh, before the crucifixion. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be one, may be, I'm sorry, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the, of the world. Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. So here it is. This is the last line of pre-crucifixion, pre-suffering Bible. Here it is. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. So get this, Jesus leaves us with this, that I've made known you, past tense, and I will continue to make it known. So as he looks down the timeline into the future, he tells believers that he is going to continue to do the work that he did when he was here, which was to make known the Father, make known uh, the reality of God. And that that process didn't stop when the story when this sentence ends, when there's a period at the end of this sentence, that that process continues. So what good news is this? Then he gives the Holy Spirit as he has in the last couple of chapters of John. He says, abide, and he says, the Father and Son will come and make their home with us. So this this intimacy and, and ongoing relationship with Jesus continues. So ladies and gentlemen, what we have here is this tremendous love letter to the ages to people who are believers with the hope that he's going to join in the world, which are the which are the non-believers. It's so touching that this is the last hour of his non-suffering life. And that he what does he choose to do with that last hour? And that is he chooses to pray for me, to pray for you. It's, it's the last chance, um, and we are charged with this glory to unify ourselves with him and unify ourselves with the, with the body. And what is it that, the, that he wants the world to know? That the Father loved the world. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That's essentially what this passage is, is saying. And then the coolest part, I thought, or one of the, there's so many great parts of this, is that he continues to make himself and make his father known so that Jesus' ministry, if you will, did not stop when this period came at the end of this sentence. So praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for continuing to make yourself and the Father and the Spirit known to us. May we receive it. May the world know that you loved us. Amen. See you tomorrow.